We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 27th, 2018. This is just a very short clip of just another aspect of this uh, particular thing with Tommy Robinson that um, that hasn't that I wanted just to touch on briefly. Tommy Robinson was arrested today in Leeds in the UK outside the courthouse. A few hours later, he was sentenced to 13 months in prison. I've never heard of that before. Normally there's an alleged offense, then an arrest, then the charges, then lawyers get involved, then a first court appearance, and maybe bail, and then disclosure of documents, and then a trial, and then a conviction, and then a sentence, and then an appeal. Normally that takes months, maybe years, but this happened today in just a few hours from Tommy standing on the street laughing, talking, to be sent to prison for 13 months? That happened in the United Kingdom today, and while Tommy Robinson... By that wicked, evil, devil judge. A man who was condemned, I think the UK courts, well, they committed murder of their own reputation for liberty and law. Let me show well, I, you... I think their reputation was murdered a long time ago with what they're doing over there. Let's go to the next one. Uh, and I will say, which is a very positive thing, uh, you know, the, the whole media blackout thing that's been... It ain't working. Sorry, excuse my French there. Uh, but it ain't working because front page Drudge Report right now, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, anti-immigration protester jailed on, it's, it's the number one bold face story. Judge orders press blackout, Robinson silence. This is what, in part, what we need. We need, th this is the whole thing about, you know, there's the physical action about this. This is, this is more of a physical nature. You can have boots on ground. You can have alternative reporting on it. And then there's then there's the spiritual, which is what I was talking about before. Getting on your knees, praying, fasting, loosing angels, binding demons and devils, that type of stuff. I really think that it's all of it is important. Obviously, the spiritual component to me is by far, though, um, the most important part of it. So let's go to the next uh, report here. And it's entitled, UK Descent into Police State. Explain what's going to happen next, right? Am I being arrested? Okay. I am being arrested. It's causing a breach of peace. I'm, of, course the a, of, the, uh, I'm, of course a breach of peace. I'm being arrested. The content of what you're uh, streaming. The content of what I'm streaming. I'm being content. He's literally recording people going in and out of a courthouse. The content. I mean, beyond kangaroo court. Just, you know. Trumped up garbage. Breach of the peace. I've been arrested for breach of the peace. You've all watched this. You've all watched this. You've all watched this. You've all watched this. Can you get me a slitter? Can you get me a slitter? Can you just turn off your life feed? Can you get me a slitter? Turn off your life feed, please. Yeah? Do you understand what I just said? Can you explain it again? The UK tosses political dissidents into prison and then bans the media from reporting it. That's the real story, and it doesn't matter what your personal thoughts on the man are, and that man being Tommy Robinson. I'm sure most of you have already heard about the arrest and the 13-month custodial sentence handed down to the former leader of the English Defence League. For those of you not in the know, Mr. Robinson was outside the Leeds Crown Court live-streaming 
on the sentencing phase of nine men for what is euphemistically called grooming children in the UK. What it is, however, is in fact a veritable industry and the organized sexual plundering of white children on that troubled and increasingly dystopian island is just the latest indignity in a long line of indignity. Here's one headline. As Rotterdam grooming gang survivor, I want people to know about the religious... It's Muslim religious extremism which inspired my abusers. Grooming gangs are not like are not like pedophile rings. Instead, they operate almost exactly like terrorist networks, all with the same strategies. Must be celebrated in the name of diversity. Yes. The reason given by the state is that Tommy... Iris the pedophile, Muslim, uh, child rapist grooming gangs, it's just about cultural, multiculturalism and diversity. And they're spreading their culture... That's all it is, and we have no right to, to, to try to hinder that in any way, shape, or form. And if we are, we're racist bigots. This is how insane the world has become. Responsibly risked letting the trial collapse through a breach of peace outside the court. But this takedown and silencing of Mr. Robinson looks very much like an orchestrated event. The police knew that he was on a suspended sentence, and that's why he was arrested out of the blue without anyone having even called the police. It was planned, most likely planned for quite a while. Oh, yes. Any arrest for any reason is a breach of the terms of a suspended sentence and thus prison time. They don't have to prove that the arrest was valid, and it doesn't matter as to the circumstances. As said, this looks to have been heavily organized, and they had everything ready. It must have been planned in advance, and they were waiting for Tommy's next public appearance. Yep. They view him as a threat to such an extent. They gotta protect the pedophiles. They gotta protect the Muslim pedophiles. And I tell you what, right now, I'm gonna segue into who they're protecting, okay? Front page of Drudge. A group of 29 defendants are being tried for historical sex offenses against children, split into three trials. Robinson was arrested at the second trial. Okay, I think he got the suspended sentence on the first trial, was arrested at the second trial, while the first is ongoing. For more of the grooming gangs, which have abused, and again, this is a very, this is just, I think, just the ones they've documented. This is most likely hundreds of thousands of girls. But for more on the grooming gangs that have abused over 700 women and girls, there's a link you can click here. This is the, this is in the PDF. I just added this in because this was part of the, the newly updated information on Drudge. Uh, meanwhile, enraged Britons have been harassing the defendants as they make their way to the court in ongoing trials. Um, the first trial, here's a full list of the defendants. The, this is the full list of the black Muslim uh, pedophilic uh, child rapists. Okay, Here's the first trial and what their charges are. I'm just, I'm just going to read you some of them. Okay. This is the reason he got arrested at the first trial, got a suspended sentence, and now is going to jail for 13 months because they're protecting these stinking pedophilic savages. I'm just going to give you a, a partial listing here, but I, I give you the full list here. It's, it's about two solid pages of these devils. Uh, Amir Singhi Diwali, 34, from Huddersville, West Yorks, is accused of 54 charges, including... 21 charges of rape, 14 charges of trafficking, with the view of sexual exploitation. Dijwali is accused of charges against 11 different girls from 2004 to 2011. So it's not like, you know, he got caught doing one thing one time. No, this, 
stinking maggot has been on, was doing this from 2004 to 2011. Okay, next guy, Ifran Ahmad, 32, also from the same place, was charged with nine offenses, including making indecent images of a child. Next guy, Zaid Hassan, 28 years old, was charged with 20 offenses, including six charges of raping a girl under the age of 13. Next one, Mohammed K. Kamar was charged with two offenses, and, okay, two offenses, this is what he's charged with. You could probably multiply that times a hundred or a thousand, okay? Because just like they're protecting these devils, they're going to underblow every single charge as well. They're going to make sure it's the minimal amount of whatever they can bring against these people, and they're going to give them a slap on the wrist anyway with their prison sentences, most likely, because it's part of their culture. Raping and child pedophilia, see, it's part of the Muslim culture, and it is. And therefore, we have to bring that into play at sentencing, because this is how they spread their culture. Okay, This is how they defile humanity. This is how they spread their religion. Okay, And demon infest other people whom they're raping which is also happening as well because there's a gigantic demonic exchange when you rape a child and that's a big reason why this is so near and dear to satan's heart because this is going on in mass by these muslim devils and it's being protected out in the open um uh then zaheen Okay, so then Muhammad Aslan was charged with two offenses, including the rape of a girl under 15. Uh, um, Abdul Rahman was charged with seven offenses, including raping a girl under 15. Uh, it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Okay, and then it goes to the second trial and what they're and it's all the same garbage, you know, just more Muslims doing the same garbage to little girls. Okay, so. I just wanted to let you know and give you that. And that's all listed in my PDF. You can see all that documentation with, with corresponding links you can click on to verify the information. And that once again, Mr. Robinson is, for all intents and purposes, a political prisoner for speech that shines a light on the consequences and the fruits of decades of vibrant enrichment. Something also to consider is that in the UK, police have protected organized rings of Muslim child rapists for years. Yep. Let that sink in. Traitor is now being shouted by many at the police force that in many instances protected and helped perpetuate the organized gang rapes and in some instances murder of countless children for fear of being called racists <laughs> and is now working as an instrument of the state to silence... They're showing different headlines in the background. Uh, why did British police ignore Pakistani gangs abusing 1,400 Rotherham, Rotherham children? Political correctness? Yeah. Because that's all that really matters. As long as you're being politically correct, you can rape away. Rape all the children. We really don't care about our children. We just don't want to be accused of being politically incorrect. This is how sick, sad, and sorry these cops are and these people in the political system. I'm not saying they're all that way, but it just, it absolutely seems the vast majority of them are that way. Any and all dissent. The police, it would seem, is now being used to enforce draconian socialism to the very end. With speech laws becoming ever more pervasive and broad, the window for peaceful solutions to the social problems that have been imported by the political class 
is closing. The more the establishment censor him, the more people they are awakening. People are rightfully angry about immigrants sexually plundering children up and down the country, and now they see to even talk about it is to risk imprisonment. For a long time, upper and middle class champagne socialists have, confident in their smugness, dismissed Tommy as a racist. Therefore, they think it's okay for the government to deploy suppressing tactics that would make communist China blush, and that, of course, he has bad thoughts, so he deserves it, and that these kinds of powers, these kinds of curtailments of speech would never be used on them. Thing is, for a lot of self-proclaimed liberals, many are beginning to realize that the left has grown rather illiberal. If you're interested in things like liberty and freedom, the rabid left has no place for you, and the rational left has all but evaporated. The thing is, this clampdown on freedom and speech... And then another headline reads, Slow death of free speech in Britain. America, you're next. From the, from the internet to the press to the public square, Brit's speech is being policed and punished. ...is not specific to Britain, but is prevalent in all of the Western world. It's only to different degrees of bad to yes. worse. Yes. And what makes Tommy Robinson a hero to many is that he's not afraid to stand up for what he believes in. He takes action even though he might face severe repercussions. He has continually put his life and finances in jeopardy to expose the cancer eating away at his country. He has been repeatedly jailed and attempts have been made on his life, but he still perseveres. And he is, by definition, a patriot. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act, and Tommy Robinson is willing to go to jail for his beliefs. People can try and find any number of reasons not to like him. His accent, the fact that he's working class, a Zionist, a football hooligan. But if the country had a football stadium filled with more men like Tommy Robinson, one thing is for sure... I don't know why they label him a Zionist, but okay... There would be no organized gangs roving the streets of the UK and raping and murdering little girls. Tommy Robinson is inspiring the people in the UK via his actions. And should he be murdered by an Asian or Muslim gang in prison, he will then be the martyr that might finally awaken the British from their slumber. And then the country will truly burn. Free Tommy. Thanks for watching. In the description below are details on how... Okay, so we have that particular video there. And I'm trying to do this to, to give you a lot of different looks at what we're looking at here today. Um, and here's one, and this is just... It's not exactly about Tommy Robinson, but it's about this whole particular subject. I'm only going to play like about two and a half minutes of this one. BBC is a home for radical leftists and racists, is what this one is entitled. White people want to see an improvement for people of color. They need to understand that racism is not learned, it's inherited. So it's always white people, it's all our fault if you're a white person in their liberal world. And it's always the racism card and that's always the card they use to beat us back into submission and so we'll shut our mouths so that they can further impose their draconian agenda on us. Their rules do not apply to themselves. They only apply to the white race in this particular regard. And either consciously or unconsciously passed down through privilege. 
The uncomfortable truth is that the white race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature on earth. The uncomfortable <laughs> truth is that the white race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature on earth. The white race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature on earth. That's the absolute message, loud and clear, and that gives them a justification for the absolute eradication of the white race. Look, and South Africa is the clearest example of that. Reference my teaching I've just done on that recently. That is the that is the part of the of the planet where that where that that whole agenda is at its uh, furthest progression. Okay, that's what they want to bring to the whole Earth, wherever there are white races that you know predominate, and that's their stated goal and their stated objective. Force of nature on Earth. The hell they want. Quite frankly, having these people out in the open makes it easier for me to identify my enemies, so I'm not complaining about that. The problem comes with the platform itself, the BBC, which is paid for by the British taxpayer and is seemingly allowing these freaks to spread their poisonous opinions unopposed. These people are protected, mollycoddled, and sheltered from any kind of opposition viewpoint that can seriously challenge theirs. Many of these televised debates aren't debates at all. They're one-sided diatribes where the consensus of opinion is firmly left-wing or progressive. Sure, there may be a few differences in thinking here and there, but these are usually focused on minor points and argued in a politically correct, walking-on-eggshells manner. To put it plainly, the BBC doesn't have the bollocks to give a legitimate platform to people on the right who would swiftly and unapologetically put these knobheads in their place. So that's a, that's a whole 50-minute video on that. I'm not going to play any more, but it gives you a little more of a, of, a, of a flavor of what we're dealing with here. Now let's go ahead to this video. Tommy Robinson sent to prison. And this is Lauren Southern, who's, this is her personal friend, Tommy Robbins. She can't even go in the country anymore. Hey guys, okay, so I'm just gonna give this stream a second for people to join it, but obviously based on the title, I'm pretty Now you'll recognize her voice from, I played a lot of her clips, she was the one on the, on the literal spear tip front line uh, in South Africa, covering the South African white genocide there. This is all about white genocide, and again, this is what this is all about here in the UK as well, um, so... She's been involved heavily in both the UK, she's from Canada, um, South Africa, and even America. You know, what's, um, what's going on. But let me, let me just share this, get a few people to join. Okay, so... As many of you may have seen this morning, uh, Tommy Robinson was arrested and then immediately after taken to court and sent to jail. And um, a lot of this information I received secondhand, obviously. I'm banned from the UK because of its crazy authoritarian yeah. government. Can't even go there. has just been confirmed even further today. But a few people that were there gave me the details. 
I can't say who, because unfortunately there is also a reporting ban on this. If anyone talks about it, or even people uh, retweet me, they could be arrested themselves if they talk about Tommy's situation. Yeah, and they were retreating. in the UK and certainly in that courtroom. But what happened? Well, I mean, what freedom? What freedom? Can't even retweet it or you're going to go to jail. Meanwhile, the Muslims are out there raping little girls and doing whatever the ATLL they want to do. But you can't even say a thing about it on any form of social media or the British will send their police to your door to basically, you know, throw you in jail. And which would be a death sentence for you, especially if they found out you were doing it as something anti-Muslim when you got to jail. So it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous motivator for people to keep their mouths shut over there. Actually, is Tommy went to go report on a rape gang case and there was a silent, also a order of silence not to talk about it. Of course, I'm not a legal expert, so I'm just doing it in the most basic terms here. Tommy went there and he read out some reports that were already public, that were already in the paper. And then the police arrested him for disturbance of the peace. They took him to court and then the judge sentenced him to jail for 13 months, over a year, because he talked about a rape game case and gave information that was already publicly available. In fact, let, let's talk about this because there are some people who are saying, um, oh, th this was legitimate. Here, here's, please be aware that there isn't a political conspiracy regarding Tommy's arrest. This is a tweet that I'm just reading from someone in the UK. Um, he was imprisoned for contempt of court and for reporting on a case with reporting restrictions. Right. So within an hour, someone gets sent to jail for 13 months uh, just because a case had reporting restrictions. And he read, he also, what he was reading out about this case, it was already information from the Huddersfield Examiner that was the biggest print newspaper in the area. It was already publicly available stuff. And no one at the Huddersfield Examiner was sent to prison for 13 months for talking about this case. This is clearly a political intimidation tactic. People pretending it's not. People pretending individuals just normally get taken to court and sent to jail for 13 months within an hour. It's absolute nonsensical. The British government want to crack down on any right-wing dissidents. And quite frankly, uh, the scariest part of this, I had to calm down before doing this live stream because I, I actually started crying when I heard that Tommy was being sent to, to jail because this is a death sentence. I, I don't think people realize. They know for a fact the, the British government that sent him to prison today, we're never going to hear from him for the next year because he had, he's had everything taken away, cell phones, all of that, can't talk to us. Um, they know for a fact he, he's most likely going to die in prison. And they don't care if he dies. They want to intimidate all British citizens into silence and into agreeing with the left-wing orthodoxy. I want to, of course, a lot of you know that a lot of the prison uh, system in the UK, it is a high Muslim uh, population in there and they hate Tommy Robinson more than hate people want him dead he gets death threats all the time he got beat up in prison all the time when he was in there before and I just want to if you don't know about this case um when was this this was maybe a couple of years ago but there was a man who had thrown bacon a bacon sandwich outside a mosque and he was put in prison and 12 throughout his 12-month sentence, they found him dead. He had been murdered in prison because he had thrown bacon at a mosque. This isn't just a conspiracy. I'm not making something up when I say Tommy will likely die 
in jail because of this. In fact, it was something that, and this, I'm getting this secondhand once again from someone who was, was there, was acknowledged in the courtroom today. It, it was brought up that if Tommy gets sent to jail, they are going to kill him in there. And the, apparently, of course, I'm taking the secondhand. Unfortunately, there's no freedom of press on this issue. But secondhand, apparently, the judge said he knew what he was getting himself into and basically acknowledged that he's going to die. The UK, they know what they are doing. This is a complete and utter crackdown on any right-wing dissidents. And the people who are pretending that this is anything other than political intimidation, it's just insane. They have obviously been looking for ages for any sort of loophole, anything to get Tommy on. Even his original uh, sentence was ridiculous financial stuff that most people would not get caught for. Half the damn governments in the West are taking part in tax evasion and going about things the wrong way. And they aren't getting arrested because they have the right opinions. That is overlooked because they have the right opinions. Look at someone like Hillary Clinton, who's running for the president of the United States, who no one cares about. And she gets away with all of her crimes because there are much bigger crimes than public disturbance like Tommy or reporting on something that we were supposed to be hush-hush about, she gets away with all of her stuff because she has the right opinions. Of course, these are different governments, but my point stands that they have obviously had it out for Tommy. The police are always following the, him. They're always watching him. They're detaining people like Brittany Pettibone or Martin Sellner who want to go and meet with him and talk with him. They're banning people from the country who are friends with him. Uh, this this was obviously a political intimidation tactic, and if if Tommy dies in jail, that this I I don't know. I I'm trying to understand how to feel about this. I I am trying to not be crazy and radical about it. I'm trying to think about it logically, but I'm also living in this space right now where I was just in Austria with my friend Brittany Pettibone and Martin Sellner, and my friend Martin was taken away by the secret police while we were just sitting in a cafe and the secret police came out and took all our stuff, searched the car and he was taken in for questioning and has been going through a crazy legal case. My friends are being detained and arrested. My friends are essentially being potentially sentenced to death in the UK for their political opinions and for being anti-Islam. And it's at a point where I, what, what am I supposed to do? What can I do? What kind of clown hellish world am I living in where I, I never thought that it would get to this point. I never thought it would get to the point where I'm being banned from countries where my friends are being imprisoned for their opinions. Where do we go from here? It seems like the UK government is, it seems like they're a damn illegitimate government that don't believe, they don't care the UK people, they didn't vote to get rid of their free speech. In fact, they actively voted for uh, to get out of the European Union. They want away from all these crazy socialist policies. They want away from all this open borders nonsense. They want uh, away from the crazy progressive SGW hellhole that the rest of uh, Western Europe is becoming. And the government doesn't seem to care. They just want to silence all dissidents. They want to silence anyone that is actually trying to hold them to their promises and to the way that the people want to go. You guys in the UK, you didn't vote for this insane mass immigration of Islam. You never voted for that. That was completely illegitimate, the importation of these cultures that don't agree with you. You didn't vote to have your free speech taken away. You didn't vote to, to live in this insane world where you get arrested for butter knives and killed in jail for throwing bacon at mosques. At this point, what are the British citizens supposed to do? They are trying to have their voices heard. They are trying to 
speak up about their government's literal oppression of them. What a 1984 world we live in when even when you can't even speak up about it. What are you supposed to do? And this is the scary part. This is the really scary part of it. I do not advocate pol political violence at all. I do not advocate anything like that. But when you don't even allow people to have a conversation, when you don't even allow people to speak about the problems that they're facing in their nation, that's when they feel they have no nothing else they can do but lash out violently. That's what this causes. The UK needs to decide which way they are going to go. Are they going to keep going down this route of pol political prisoners, banning people, arresting people for their opinions, silencing anyone that disagrees with them, shutting down uh, and anything that is slightly critical of this insane progressive agenda and, and potentially have a crazy, horrific, violent future in either way, either way because there'll be a revolt or because they'll be taken over by a crazy, violent religion like radical Islam, or will they go the way of actually having reason, debate, and discussion, which created the Western world and the many things that are still great about the UK today? The, I, which way, UK? I don't know. So we have that. And, you know, the ironic thing, which she had brought up in there, too, about the fact that there's a very, very high likelihood he'll be killed in prison. He would be, you know, public enemy number one targeted. Uh, and the New World Order would love to send that as another further uh, message to humanity, you know. Don't mess with Islam. Don't mess with the pedophiles. He would literally end up dying at the hands of the very pedophilic devils he was exposing in prison. Because they would be the ones that would, that would kill him. Because literally all the Muslims, they're basically, that's what they do. That's part of their religion. That's, that's how they roll. Um, that's how Muhammad, their leader, you know, lived. That was the example he taught. And so that's, that's the ultimate, uh, irony about all of this. So again, I would ask that you would pray for him. I already went over the group of the 29 defendants that are, are being tried for historical sex offenses against children split into three trials. There's a listing of them right here. I went over some of them, but it's, it's pointless for me to go over them. They're, they're all a bunch of slime bags, pedophilic child rapist slime bags and this is just a small sampling of them uh virtually all them all the muslims at that level that have especially the ones they've brought into europe especially them because they made sure they brought in the worst of the worst okay uh these are just the ones that were caught these are just the ones that are the worst of the worst there's there's thousands and thousands of more like them and they're bringing thousands and thousands more in you know to uh to basically take over Okay, so before we go any further, I just found out about this because there's so much breaking on this information. This is a, an interview between two uh, people we've already heard. This just came out, though. Uh, War on Tommy Robinson, Lauren Southern, and uh, Stephen Molyneux. And this is just, I'm just going to play a brief clip from here, about a five-minute clip here, four-minute clip in which they discuss some other aspects that I didn't, wasn't even fully aware of of that so the the case that he went to the other day they were very careful he talked to his cameraman they all had a conversation before going there let's make sure we don't buy like this we don't want tommy to go to jail so what we're going to do is just stand outside the courtroom and we're going to talk about facts that are already out in the media facts that have already been reported by the biggest paper in the city i can't remember something examiner but they just read out the names and the charges already public information and the only people there that were outside the courtroom 
were people that were friends with Tommy, two people that he knew. So how, how were the police called for a public disturbance? How were the police called for him potentially breaching the peace? There was no one there for him to breach the peace with. What I think may have happened is they have been watching his live streams and waiting. They've been waiting for something to get him on because seven or eight police officers all showed up at once with a paddy wagon, ready to take him away, just some BS reason to put him in cuffs. And then within four hours, had a court ready. I've never heard of court proceedings going that quickly and send him to jail within that time. They have been waiting to get Tommy on. Every bit of this was planned out, premeditated on purpose. They've been waiting for a reason to put him away. He has been such a thorn in the side of the establishment in the UK that I, I really don't doubt that this has all been planned beforehand and they were just waiting for Tommy to do something that would remotely violate this suspended sentence. Well, this is, uh, I think, astounding with regards to, I mean, thinking of the British people's respect for the law as it stands. What I can't help but think of, Lauren, is the number of times that Tommy has had death threats leveled against him, death threats leveled against his family, which are illegal. And like criminally illegal, not even just in a civil, a criminal death threats is a criminal action. And as far as I understand it, he has reported these repeatedly. He's even tracked down some of the people. And the police seems to have done nothing. And it's kind of hard, I think, for the British people as a whole, who particularly the people who don't have a voice. I mean, Britain's still a very class-based society, and it's lower-class British white girls in general who are being targeted by these, these uh, grooming gangs, these rape gangs. And they don't have much of a voice. And what they see is they see the police that failed to act for approximately 30 years when they got constant reports of these uh, these rape gangs and and the preying on trafficking torture. Uh, so evidently, it's been going on for thirty years. I, I had no idea that was that long um, that this has been going on, and just horrifying abuses of these young white British girls and boys. And so they see this not being dealt with for like thirty years and being covered up and the mainstream media being complicit in this cover-up because this could have been exposed in the same way that the Catholic clergy abuse of children could have been exposed is even easier. And then what they see is nobody dealing with the death threats that are raining down on Tommy Robinson, his family, his children, you name it. But then you see they leap into action and deal with him in a matter of hours. And that disparity is something that is not going to go away in the mind of the British people anytime soon. That's another part of this that's absolutely shocking, is when the police got there and took Tommy away, the accused in this case that Tommy was reporting on were seen in the window pointing at one of the girls that was there with Tommy doing this, like, we're going to cut your throat, kill you kind of action. Yeah. So they, they were They were doing gestures in the window. These these repentant Muslim pedophiles were doing gestures of we're gonna cut your head off as soon as we get you to one of the women that was with Tommy in the window, evidently of the courthouse. The cameraman and the people that were there with Tommy requested the police go up there and address this situation. Like, they're getting threats from the window. The police went up there, and there's this photo on Twitter, uh, I can send it to you after this, where all the police are there, and they're with the judge, and the judge is laughing. Is <laughs> laughing looking out the window. They did absolutely yeah. nothing about yeah. this. And that was... I wonder if it's the same, the same scrofulous, maggot-infested, vile... Uh, 
disgusting judge that just passes probably the same probably the same one or, or maybe his twin brother i don't know uh he ba basically why don't they just get a group picture of him and all the pedophiles because they're all pedophiles i'm sure I mean, judge included and we we know that we know the muslim rape gangs are i mean obviously but just but what a big like a big group hug big arm in arm group picture of this of this kangaroo court show trial that's not going to probably go anywhere and they're all maybe get slaps on the wrist if anything whereas tommy's gonna if this is a basic death sentence for him for doing nothing oh the case uh, apparently in the courtroom when tommy was sentenced and sent to jail for 13 months his defense which they just kind of he didn't have a chance to get a proper lawyer they just assigned him one and the defense lawyer even said if you send Tommy Robinson to jail, he has a bounty on his head to be killed. He has very credible threats. Last time he was in jail, they had 500 pounds and cell phones, which are difficult to get in prisons, but they had these things uh, as bounties for his head. They even found a concoction of, what was it? It was melted sugar. That oh, they boiling sugar throw, water. Boiling sugar yeah. water that they wanted to throw in his face because it'll peel your skin off. And these are all credible things that were found to be true that happened in the last prison the loving Tommy was in. So the, the defense lawyer said, if you send Tommy to jail, it's going to be a death sentence. And allegedly, according to people that were in the courtroom, the, the judge said basically he knew what he was getting himself into. So I, I like to think a little bit uh, when I see the outrage outside Downing Street, the football lads saying, we want our freedom, we want you to free Tommy. I, I like to think that a, a little bit of the boiling blood of the British people right now, you knew what you were getting yourself into, UK government, pushing pushing us a little too far. You know what you were getting yourself into, you know? Uh, it's so frustrating, and I just wish uh, we, we had more ability to get justice for this but really the the british government are standing on our heads right now and there's another contradiction that's been okay so we have that um i want to add that in because she added some things in there that i didn't even know i mean it, it just this is just totally incomprehensible i mean just the world gets more and more insane by the day and um we have the next thing because i just i want to reiterate some of the things about Islam, I, I just, I can't not cover a little bit of this. Just to solidify in your own mind, what a wonderful, wonderful black death cult that we have in Islam. Okay, and how grateful to Satan we should all be for it. Okay, obviously I'm speaking sarcastically, but Islamic terrorists have carried out more than uh, 33,176 deadly terror attacks since 9-11. Now, I'm, I'm sure that's probably a conservative estimate, but this is from the religionofpeace.com, which they document this stuff. That's the whole purpose of the site. They document all of the, uh, of the atrocities and terrorist attacks that are ongoing, taking place by Islam on an ongoing basis. So here we have the, the, the month of Ramadan. It's the Ramadan Bombathon is what they're referring to it as. 2018 we're in day 12 right now in the month of ramadan day 12 and we have attacks now in the name of islam terror attacks in the name of islam 59 on the 12th day this is this is what they're they're documenting worldwide and we have 233 people already dead okay then we go to all other religions combined in that same 12 day period we have one attack and there's an asterisk next to that one. And we have one person dead. 
of all other religions on the planet combined, one attack and one dead. And there's an asterisk by it. I don't even know what that is for. Um, so there's probably some extenuating circumstance on that. Whereas in Islam, we've had 59 attacks in that same 12-day period and 233 dead. And this is what Islam is, you know. Uh, and then we have Muslims killed by Islamophobes because we all know that's the, the biggest threat on the planet. Anybody that's, that it's Islamophobic. How many attacks do we have on Muslims that have been killed by Islamophobes? We have zero attacks and zero dead. Zero Muslims dead. So that's just a little bit of, of just a compare and contrast, you know. We've got um, only 233 dead, though, in that same 12-day period on the Islamic side. And zero Muslims killed in that same period uh, by Islamophobes and zero attacks by any other people on Muslims in that same, so... Two, 233 dead to zero is, is the ratio we have there. Considering this documented information, these Islamic terrorist attacks should really make your blood boil. The Islamic Bible, the Quran, commands Muslims to kill infidels. And this is what I always go back to. Like the whole thing about, well, there's some peaceful Muslims and there's moderate Muslims. Well, they're lukewarm Muslims. And when Islam comes into an area, either they're lying or they're going to get on. They're going to get on the, the the bandwagon when Islam comes into an area and starts to take control, or they're acting as some type of fifth column type of thing in order to establish a beachhead, so that the other really really radical Muslims can come in and they can provide them cover. Okay, I don't buy the whole thing about lukewarm Islam and all this other garbage. They're either going to get on the same playing field or die, if that is the case. And you know they're not going to gonna um you know stand up to islam the very religion that they're in and come out of it most likely i mean i'm sure maybe a very small percentage but not that many unless god gets a hold of them which i, I do pray that that be the case in islam the uh, arabic word kafar kafar or kafir refers to non-muslims uh, in a derogatory sense and is usually translated into the english word is infidel or unbeliever so now let us look at some quotes from the quran um this is surah from the quran surah 3360 like we have you know john 316 well this is surah uh, the book of surah in the quran chapter 33 verse 60 allah has cursed the unbelievers and propose them for a blazing hell. You can't propose me for anything, devil. You're the you're the fallen angel moon god, Allah. You're not God. So when you all these people say that they were out there saying, oh, um, Allah Akbar, God is great. That is not God is great. That is Allah is great. That is not the God of the Bible. That is the fallen angel, devil moon god, Allah is great. So please understand that, and they always the, the, the mainstream lame street press never ever ever gets that right, ever. And then Surah forty one fourteen, unbelievers are enemies of Allah, and they will roast in hell. No, you're gonna roast in hell, you devils, unless you repent and get saved. Then Surah nine one twenty three says, fight unbelievers who are near you. Another translation re, uh, says, believers make war on the infidels who dwell around you which are unbelievers in Islam, let them find harsh, harshness, in, harshness in you. Another source reads, ye who believe, murder those of the disbelievers. So the Quran tells them 
to kill the unbelievers and to rape them and to subjugate them and to lie to them and to steal from them and do whatever you want to do to them. That is what their unholy devil death book tells them to do. So it's no wonder that they behave this way. So are all religions really the same? And obviously we could go into a whole thing on that. I mean, I believe there's only really two, two religions in the world. You've got all your isms, you know, and then you've got born-again Bible-believing Christianity, which there's no denominational label. It's just, that's what the Bible says, how you get saved, okay, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and then you have, is Islamophobia a bigger, uh, Islamophobia, is that a bigger problem than Islamic terror? Is it, is, is that the big thing? Everybody should be Islamophobic if they have half a brain in their head. Look at all the stuff I just covered today. Islamophobia. I mean, this, this death cult should be banned off the planet. Any country in the right mind, if I was running a country, I would not allow them into the country. They are a cancer on any place they go. Japan's got the right idea. They don't allow them in, or, or if they do, it's basically under very temporary work visas and things of this nature. Because they, they've realized what a cancer that is. Not to say Japan's perfect either. Is it really even a phobia or is Islam genuinely different? I mean, these are just obvious questions. Let's find out by keeping score during is, Islam's holiest month of the Ramadan Bamathan, the religion of peace. Sexual perversion in Islam is beyond evil. This is the next report. Let me begin with a quote from the fatwa. Now, uh, listen, um, uh, if you got children in here, uh, this is not kid-friendly, okay? This is not, a, a lot of stuff we're going to be getting into, particularly from here on out, is not going to be kid-friendly um, at all, okay? So, I want you to understand the, the, the evils and the atrocities and what we're dealing with here, the, the, the level of pure malevolence. And I'm just going to be covering a tiny bit of it. And I'm not going to be getting, you know, getting like too graphic, but I'm just warning you. Let me begin with a quote from a fatwa by the late and unlamented Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran. He said, quote, a man can marry a girl younger, younger than nine years of age. Well, Muhammad did. Aisha was six. Oh, but he didn't have sex until she was nine. Oh, what a benevolent pedophile he was. And I like I believe any of that for one second anyway. Um, even if the girl is still... Oh, my gosh. Even if the girl... So, this devil said, A man can marry a, a girl younger than nine years of age. Even if the girl is still... A baby being breastfed. It's a quote. A man, however, is prohibited from having intercourse with a girl younger than nine. Other sexual acts, such as foreplay, rubbing, kissing, and sodomy, is allowed, though. Okay, so you could marry a baby being breastfed, but you can't have sex with her. Get of intercourse. But other sex acts, such as foreplay, rubbing, kissing, and sodomy is allowed, though, of the baby, essentially. That's what they're saying here. Okay? I mean, we're talking a whole other level of sick, disgusting, 
Black Devil Death Cult, you need to die and you needed to die. It would have been better had you never been born, according to Jesus Christ. It, it was better that a millstone be hung about your neck and you be cast in the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believe on me. That's what Jesus Christ said. This sick, twisted piece of maggot garbage who is burning in hell white hot right now said that you can do to a baby being breastfed who you've married other sex acts such as foreplay, rubbing, kissing, sodomy is allowed. Yeah, that's allowed. A man having intercourse with a girl younger than nine of age has not committed a crime, according to Satan, the Ayatollah Khomeini, but only an infraction. I mean, I thought the Catholic Church was bad. With some of the things they did in the past, with their indulgence systems and the pedophilic priesthood, and I'm not, I'm not justifying that whatsoever. But this is a whole other level of, of, wow. But only an infraction if the girl is not permanently damaged. So you can sodomize a little baby, girl, as long as you don't permanently damage the baby essentially is what he's saying here breastfed baby girl if the girl however is permanently damaged the man must provide for her all her life so there's some tough love there evidently from islam but this girl will not count as one of the man's four permanent wives so you can you can damage her you're gonna have to provide for her, but don't worry she she won't count as one of your poor permanent four permanent wives and that, I, i've told the story before i'll tell it again briefly of of the guy of the one account of this ayatollah khomeini of iran that went in and he was visiting with one of his uh subjects or whatever and he saw this little girl that was there real little like three years old i believe and told the told the uh father he says yeah i want i want to have a temporary marriage with your your little daughter there and and the um this sick twisted piece of maggot garbage consented happily consented to the Ayatollah because it was a great honor to have the Ayatollah Khomeini rape his daughter and and he had his way with her the whole night and they could hear her screaming in the next room the whole night and evidently I don't know if the parents were, were clapping with glee as, as, as the Ayatollah Khomeini was ravaging this little three-year-old girl and then the next day, he, he emerged all happy and, and, and had his sick, sexual, twisted, perverted desire satisfied and went his merry way. Yeah, that was one of the stories I've heard about him. So, you know, you wonder why I go so insanely righteous and dignant when it comes to Islam. There's a great example right there. There's a great example. And then I give you the verses here, some other verses out of some other Muslim books where it basically flat out lays out that, that, that Muhammad married Aisha when she was six and um, he consummated the marriage when she was nine, supposedly. I don't believe that was the case at all. I believe that, you know, that was what was said for the sake of political correctness, whatever. Oh, okay, here's another one. Um, this was a this was a headline ways back. Muslim Brotherhood paying gangs to go out and rape women and beat men. Uh, protested in Egypt as thousands of demonstrators poured in the streets. Egypt's ruling party, and I think it was back in 2012, is paying gangs of thugs to sexually assault women. 
protesting in Cairo's to hear squares. So see, this is how they 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 enforce things. They don't just go out and beat the women. They go out and beat them, and then they they sexually molest them as a further not only to to satisfy their own sick sexual perversions, but in order to further uh, <coughs> use that as a deterrent for you to ever go against anything Islam is saying. This is how Islam will get. There's no perversion that's too twisted or sick that they won't end up um, using as some justification in order to, you know, establish Islam. Uh, it says they also said the Muslim Brotherhood is paying gangs to beat up men who are taking part in the latest round of protests, which followed a decree by the President Morsi to give himself new sweeping powers. And here's another one. Christian girls in Egypt kidnapped by Muslims, raped and converted. Christian girls in Egypt are being kidnapped, raped, and made to convert and forced into marriages due to the twin-headed cultural hydra of the deep-seated Muslim and male supremacism warns a 2012 study that is getting renewed attention. International Christian Concern is reporting that 2012 has already seen a spike in the number of Christian girls in Egypt being abducted. Sexual harassment, sexual assault, rapes, forced conversion, forced marriages, and even forced into working without pay uh, are all major problems. It's just slavery. Um, sexual slavery. Four, just four attorneys said they have over 550 cases over five years of Christian girls applying to have their religious identity restored by the Egyptian government after being kidnapped and forced into converting to Islam. One attorney said he personally knew of at least 1,600 cases of forced conversions. I report on this stuff over and over and over in the years. Here's another link. Uh, Islam wants to finish the job that Hitler started. You know, just the total, absolute eradication of all Jews. Another one, it, this is a really, really disgusting one. Another one. The Quran's evil missing verses on stopping lust by letting wives breastfeed adult younger men. Let's just take a little listen on this one. I mean, there, there's perversions in this. I, I never even, you know, where does, where do they even think of this stuff? The Prophet Muhammad... According to the Muslim sources, there's supposed to be uh, a verse in the Quran, or multiple verses in the Quran, about breastfeeding and adults. So what, what kind of verses are we talking about here, Sam? What, what, what is it that's supposed to be in the Quran here? Uh, well, according to Islam, which is based on the Quran, just to give a little background why there would be this issue of breastfeeding adults, uh, the Quran honors something called fosterage relations. Mm -hmm. Even though it abolished adoption, Fostered relations is honored. What is fosterage? What do I mean by relationship established by fosterage? Well, it was a common practice back then, even now, where let's say your mother suckled me as I was an infant. Mm -hmm. now, so she breastfed you. Yeah, she yeah. breastfed me. And let's say uh, at one time it would be ten breastfeedings, and then it was reduced to five. Mm -hmm. now, but those she, are both supposed to be in the Quran, right? One yeah, according to the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if that happened, then that means she's now my foster mother. Mm -hmm. You are my foster brother. And your sisters and my sisters are off limits because I'm now considered her child through breastfeeding. Now, a situation arose at the time of Muhammad because, and I have to smile, and I'm, again, stuff like there, this. There's no help yeah. in it, Sam. We're going yeah. to be smiling on this one. Because, yeah, yeah, and right. so is everyone who's watching this who's not a Muslim. Muslims are going to be horrified. Uh, everyone else is going to be cracking and laughing because this is just, I, this is just silly. This is found all throughout the authentic collection of narrations called Sahih Muslim. Because Muhammad had adopted, uh, uh, abolished adoption, 
and we had mentioned that as one of the reasons why he cannot be a prophet in the previous program, so go back and watch that. He abolished adoption. Now, this caused problems because there were Muslims who had adopted children, who are now grown men, who are no longer their adopted children, and now the Muslim men felt uncomfortable having these men in their homes in the presence of their wives. So now, how do you solve this problem that Muhammad created by abolishing So you're adoption. worried about grown men being around grown women that they're not married to, and they're, exactly. they're, 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 they're going to be close in the same area as each other, so you're worried about them having lust exactly. for each other. How are you going to deal with this, this lust idea. problem? Well, let me tell you how Muhammad dealt with it. Sahih Muslim, Book 8, Number 3424. Sahih Muslim, Book 8, Number 3424. Aisha reported that Sah uh, Sahla bin Suhair came to Allah's Apostle and said, Messenger of Allah, I see on the face of Abu Hudhaifa, her husband, right, signs of disgust on entering of uh, Salim. Salim was his adopted son. Into our house, whereupon Allah's apostle said, suckle him. She said, how can I suckle him as he's a grown-up grown man? Allah's messenger smiled and said, I already know that he's a young man. Amr has made this addition in his narration that he, that he participated in battle Badr and the nation of Ibn Umar. Allah's messenger laughed. In other words, he goes, I know he's a grown man, but go ahead, suckle him. So breastfeed this grown man. Take this grown man, let him suckle your breast a number of times, then he becomes your foster son, and then your husband will have nothing to worry about. So there you go. This is supposedly based on a Quran verse, right? Yes. Where the, the point is to deal with potential lust between two adults, right? You've got a woman and a man. This, this, the, the, these two people are going to be around each other. Maybe they work around each other. Maybe they're going to be spending time around each other. How do we keep them from having sex, illicit sex with each other? Well, we've got a solution here. Allah gives the solution in the Quran. She has to breastfeed this man ten times. So she's going to take out her breast, take him in private, put his face wow. and his mouth on her breast... He's got to, she's got to do this ten times, and after she breastfeeds this man ten times, after she puts her breast in his mouth ten times, then he'll feel like her son, and they won't have any sexual desire Not for each other. Yeah, that was eventually that'll got work. abrogated down to five, that's right? right? So that's what Aisha ten. said. So yeah. it went from ten down to five. This is supposed to be in the Quran, so there's supposed to be a ten, then there's supposed to be a five. <laughs> Neither yeah. one is in the Quran. Right. Why? Aisha's the one who had these written down in... My sheep came That's and right. ate How them. Convenient, right? Sorry, everyone, that I <laughs> lost this verse that says yeah. I have to breastfeed an adult man if I'm around him anymore yeah, in order to do away with the, the yeah. sexual tension in the room. But this is from God, ladies and gentlemen. This yep. is from God, <laughs> uh, like according that, to Islam. Like the God of the Bible. The next narration that follows this one, 3424, let me just read the last part to see what happened. She goes, she returned. She returned after what Muhammad said and, and told him, so I suckled him. So she did it. She did exactly what you said she would need to do, and was there in the heart of Abu Hudhaifa disappeared, so now the husband was happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you suckled this grown man? You gave him your breast to suckle? I'm okay right now, because that means now he's our foster son. Yeah, we're, we're all good now. There you go. <laughs> wow, but you Muslims out there, uh, everyone else is laughing right now. You Muslims should be, uh, should be, should be either crying uh, or something, but I mean, think about this. If you take... If you take Islam seriously, you have to believe that that is God's solution for sexual tension, right? <laughs> you know, 
Uh, we don't we don't need the burqa in order to do away uh, with that. If a woman's going to be uh, working around a man, it doesn't matter how much she's covered up. If we're going to eliminate the sexual tension, she's got to take him in the back room and breastfeed him a bunch of times to to, to end any uh, any of that sexual tension. That's uh, that's what your that's what your God revealed. Uh, in the but I would say anyone can recognize. There's no way God revealed that because that is not. God knows that's not true. God knows that's not how things work uh, between men and women. So we have that. Uh, let me just see here if that one's... Okay, so... Uh, let's see. He's giving some more Islamic things to confirm this, uh, of what we're talking about in the video. So we have that, you know. I mean, and then we have this because... I. It's like I just keep getting reminded of more and more atrocities. I reported on this in the past. Um, this is this will warm your heart here. Moroccan Muslims uh, get rabies from raping donkey. So this is very very common. Bestiality is a gigantic problem within Islam as well. I mean, it, it, there's no perversion that's really not a problem within Islam. You know, I mean, anything you could possibly, sexual perversion you could possibly conceive in your head, they're, they're doing it, they're experts at it, pretty much. Morocco World News reports, and this was August 10th of, of last year, 2017, that 15 Muslim teens who raped a donkey in a small rural town in Sidi Kamil, in the Sidi Kamikam province of Morocco, have been treated for rabies infections contracted from the animal according to the moroccan daily al akabar in its august 10th edition the sexual the sexually frustrated children and teenagers stayed at the mekra mekra hospital for one week to receive rabies vaccines after the animal transmitted the, the disease to them sadly the local authorities ordered the owner of the donkey to slaughter it to avoid further risk of spreading the disease. The authorities are also searching for the others who had, quote, admired the donkey in order to limit the spread among the town folk because they just can't stinking help themselves. I mean, when they saw this donkey, evidently they just had to, you know, uh, have sex with it. I mean, you can't even... You, I mean, I'm just like speechless. I, 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 Deuteronomy 27, 21, and this isn't KJV, but it's cursed as the man who has sexual relations with any animal. I mean, back then, you know, it was, you, you were taken out and stoned. You did that. You know, men with men, women with women. Uh, uh, if a woman lay down with a beast, if a man lay down with a beast, or what, it's, it's stoning. It's, it's a death sentence because that's just like, that's it that's that's what the punishment is okay because why because if you go back to those verses it says because it defiles the land just like innocent blood defiles the land raping animals um men with men women with women literally defiles the land and brings a curse on the land so you purge out that leaven the bible talks about and and you you remove the curse off the land okay so that was in in the old testament that's what the Bible is a very clear mandate. Uh, 
Parents, in the utmost secrecy, hastened to have their children vaccinated in the case that they had approached the animal. Approached it. They did a little more to approach it. According to Al-Akabar, the number of infections could be much higher. As oh, Sure it was. That was just the ones that they, they knew about. As some of the families preferred to take their children to hospitals outside the region to avoid humiliation. Why would it be humiliating? This is just Islam. Come on, you should be proud of this. This is Islam. It's, it's not humiliating when they rape little girls and when they bring them into sex grooming gangs or when they have their chai tea boys and rape them or sexually mutilate their daughters or have sex with, you know, why, why is that humiliating to Islam? Come on. This is, this is what Islam is. Bestiality, uh, bestialists, that's a weird name, should know, uh, anyway, men that are into bestiality should know that a study of 492 men from rural Brazil found that 35% reported having, have had sex with an animal at some point in their lives. What? So in Brazil, evidently, it's very common as well, and that those men are twice as likely to develop cancer of the penis. So, you know, there's consequences to sin. It's ungodly, it's evil, and, you know, that's what happens. Next report. California Muslim, and this is all very brief, California Muslim Hader Nassim tells his hired hitman, to run over my pregnant wife and park on her head to make sure she's dead. Why did he want to have her killed, this Muslim? There were difficulties in the marriage, and Nassam had already been through one divorce. So evidently it might have been too shameful or too much of a hassle to go through another. So he basically said to his hitman, run over my pregnant wife, kill her, and park on her head to make sure she's dead. Because I don't want the shame or the hassle of going through another divorce. You know? It, you know, it seems reasonable to me. He viewed another divorce as culturally unacceptable, so by all means to save himself a little embarrassment, he opted for a better plan, which was to hire someone to murder his wife and unborn child. You know? This is Islam. Here's another one. Christian blood for Saudi Arabia's big business. Stunning video. Reporters found themselves. I played the video before, or I, I think I played it and I read the translation as it went. It was a German nun. I'm not going to replay it again, but you can click on the link if you want to hear her and read the, read the uh, subtitles below. She seems very, very sincere to me. Uh, nothing in there that, that I, I saw that, that uh, convinced me to think she was lying, that's for sure. Reporters found themselves shocked when they attended a press conference in Vienna on the 10th of December. That they should be well informed on the persecution of Christians and moreover should inform their readers on this matter. They were caught by surprise. Sister Hatun, a Aramic nun who fled Turkey in 1985, told what she had witnessed. This is back in 1985. Told what she had witnessed during her aid campaigns in the Middle East. Sister Hatun was awarded the German Cross of Merit for her selfless commitment, and that basically they were um, uh, killing Christians and then selling their blood. It was it was it was this big thing in within Islam that where they were paying big money for the Christian blood. It had something to do with how they were they were um, practicing the religion of Islam. Okay, and so that was another thing that they do. You can you can read the whole report there. Here's another one: extremely deadly virus. Uh, extremely deadly virus will come from the Muslim world who love to drink camel urine. 
Uh, camel urine is a miracle of our time and a gift from Muhammad, uh, a gift to mankind, from Muhammad to mankind. So evidently, Muhammad created the camels that, that gave us their urine, which is a gift to mankind, according to Islam. Advertisements for camel urine are running wild throughout the Middle East for shiny hair and a solution for even baldness, one ad boasts, when they, quote, will deliver anywhere in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. So order your camel urine today. When spoken about camel urine, the so-called experts even give thanks to Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, for his provision and bountiful blessing. They say, quote, prayers and peace be upon our master Muhammad. The bountiful blessing is camel urine. If mers uh, is um, one of the biblical pronounced judgments is noteworthy that such disease stems from obeying the harlot religion of Arabia Islam, which spread her sorceries throughout the whole earth. Uh, a Saudi Arabian boy, um, a Saudi boy eliminated the middleman. Oh, he was... Yeah, they show. I think they show a Saudi Arabian boy eliminating the middleman and drinking the fresh camel urine straight from the camel. They they have the they show pictures of of them actually drinking it as they're um, urinating it out of their body, the camel urine. So they just it's like right at the tap, fresh from the tap. A nice froth, a nice frothy glass of camel urine is the way to go. So we have that, and then let's go further. So we have more more reports on. Just comments about the, let's go back to the Tommy Robinson thing here. More comments from this case. Comments read, meanwhile, these globalists want to bring in hordes of our enemies. These are comments about what we were talking about with Tommy Robinson. Meanwhile, these globalists want to bring in hordes of our enemies and force suicidal multiculturalism along with their child pedophilia and attacks against Christian traditions. Another one reads, his supporters said they feared that if he's sent to prison, he'll be killed by Muslim gangs. Tommy warned us about these rape gangs. You laughed and called him a racist. Tommy will die in prison at the hands of these gangs. You will laugh and say, it served him right. Then you will remember that you have a daughter. Uh, another one, I just heard from Lauren Southern. This is Katie Hopkins. I just heard from Lauren Southern that the man who left bacon at the mosque's door was killed in prison. Check. I checked it and it's true. Yes, it is true. We heard about him being sentenced to 12 months, but he didn't report but they didn't even report his murder because they want to cover this all up i'm worried for tommy another one arrested for breaching the peace while reporting on islamic grooming gang pedophilic uh rapes is this saudi arabia has the united kingdom become a police state jail equals death for tommy robinson come to your senses united kingdom another one gert wilders wilders reports the british government also reportedly issued a gag order on the case forcing uk news sites to purge their articles on the incident they're being taken down in real time this is 1984 the uk is a police state mike cernovich then says update breitbart was forced to take down the story about the tommy robinson's arrest see initially all of the i mean i'm talking all the the major media outlets in the world were 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 suppressing this breitbart this didn't even appear on drudge today i think there's just too much momentum right now on it where now drudge has come out with it i don't think they can they can stop it fox has reported on it i don't know if breibart's got anything about it right now but initially they were all silent on it the only one the, the only uh, major news outlet was infowars with jones that was the only one initially and then all of the other independent ones that were reporting on the people that we were talking about here um so yeah, Breibart forced to take down a story about Tom and Robinson's arrest. Luckily, archives are forever. Here's the story if you haven't seen it. 
Uh, and then another one says, update two, the Mirrors article on Tommy Robinson arrest is also gone. Media stories are being suppressed. Again, here's the archive that was deleted. See, this is, this is awesome. This is what we need, this type of reporting. Update three, Birmingham's live article on Tommy Robinson arrest was removed. Nobody archived it in time to save the piece, but it still shows up in Google search. Now, this is going to be a common theme for the rest of this report. When it comes to pedophiles being exposed or people going after pedophiles, those are the reports that were now being seen taken down in mass. Okay, we're going to see that common theme for the rest of this. And then update four, Russia Today article on Tommy arrest was gone. I went I went up last night and checked all this. I couldn't and all of this was true. I couldn't find hide nor hair of anything about Tommy Robinson going on whatsoever last night. And that was a big reason that I was just so infuriated about this whole thing because nobody was reporting on it other than Jones and the other independent media outlets. Another one, update, a protest was held Saturday calling for Tommy's relief. Yeah, there's there's hundreds if not thousands of people that have been marching in the streets about this which is very very good and they show video protesters climb the gates at 10 downing street demand the release of tommy robinson there's a video there uh, another comment read the bbc and the bpp work in tandem to hide the truth what is the bpp you ask they are the british police pedophile association otherwise known as the freemasons of britain because the freemasons are all tied in with this this includes the court system and most judges. Child sex is the glue that holds the entire British government together. Absolutely wonderful. But not just the British government, all governments in the world pretty much. Pedophilia is the glue that holds these maggots together. Uh, just ask Jimmy Seville or Seville. And you really think the royals would hang out with an English DJ just because? And just keying jimmy savelle pedophile on youtube if you want to know more about that that oh disgusting pig devil i mean you talk about the quintessential cliche image of what a pedophile would look like keying jimmy savelle i mean you talk about a vile vile evil devil that just gloried in his shame i mean he's the quintessential essence and poster child for the whole thing um and then this last one here on this particular issue, Fox News confirms Tommy Robinson sentenced to 13 months. Uh, and basically saying that the Fox News has finally reported on this. This broke late last night. And they said that he's been hidden from the public. In short, it's a Soviet-style disappearance. The UK arrested Robinson. The court ordered the press to not talk about it. Despite the gag order, U.S. legacy media, Fox News is now reporting it. They were the first ones, I, I will say, that did. Uh, sources with, with uh, beside Jones, um, sources with knowledge of Robinson's case spoke on condition of anonymity, in part because of the fear they would be arrested for contempt. I mean, this is this is absolutely insanity. One told Fox that Robinson's lawyer warned that considering the presence of Muslim gang members in prison, a 13-month sentence was tantamount to a death sentence. Tommy's lawyer said he will likely die in jail given his profile and previous credible threats, and the judge basically said he doesn't care. This, this same devil, vile judge that we described earlier. Uh... The head of the U of UKIP says the gag order was beyond authoritarian. What kind of police state have we become? Tweeted the UK Independent Party leader and European MP Gerald, Gerald, Gerard Batten. I am trying to recall a legal case when 
someone was convicted of a crime which cannot be reported on. Where, where he can be cast into prison without it being possible to report on his name, offense, or place of imprisonment for fear of contempt of court, he added. Yeah, great point. So that's all I have for part two. I believe we're in part two. And we will go to part three next.